Thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast of the Fires of Revival podcast. I am your host, Colton Prater, and I pray today's episode will be a help and an encouragement to you. Please don't forget to rate, review, and share the podcast with others. And now for the episode. I hope you're all doing well today. Um, For today's episode, as you've noticed the last several, we've been doing some different things like some highlighting prayer needs for our pastor for Europe, doing some interviews and different things like that. But for today's episode, I just want to share something with you all, a devotional thought, uh, just a brief thing on the Word of God and how we can get more out of it. And the title of it will be Walking Daily in the Word of God, Walking Daily in the Word of God. Now, I will say this message is not original with me. As many of you know, uh, you know that I attend Crown College of the Bible there in Knoxville, Tennessee, and I'm a senior there. This is my fourth year there. And in our school, we have a library, and in this library, many times the school's uh, getting books all the time. They're getting books, you know, given to them almost every other week. Well, many of the books that they receive, um, those books will come in, and they already have several copies of those books. So they'll put those books that they receive, that they have multiple copies of already in the library, they'll put them in this uh, free section. It's the free bin, and you can go there, and you can take as many books as you want. They're all free, and I'll be honest, I love to read. If you know me well enough at all, you know that I enjoy reading. Well, I, I went to that thing, and I'll go there often, and I'll get all kinds of books, and it could be different things from history books to books about life to commentaries to Christian books, and I've gotten some great reads out of that free bin there, and I'm thankful for it. So if you're the work in the library and you're listening, thank you guys for putting those books out. But about a week ago or so, I was looking in there, and they had something a bit unusual. It was these little paper magazines, normally they're hardback books that they have there that are older, but it was this glossy-looking magazine, and I picked it up, and it was unusual. And the title of the magazine was Faith for the Family Journal. And it was a Crown publication. It was printed by Crown College, which is where I attend. And it was a journal thing. It was like a magazine that they had printed. And it was unusual. It's something i never seen before. The issue said it was printed in 2007. And to my knowledge, they don't print these anymore. So it's something that was printed back in the day, at least 10 or so years ago. And I began to pick it up, and I began to read it. There's all kinds of great articles in there, and the Lord ministered to my heart and just worked in my life and helped encourage me in His Word through reading this. There's many uh, things based off of Scripture that were in this that just helped me and were a great blessing. And there was one I want to specifically share with you guys, and today's message is not my own. I'm using the outline from an article within this, and it helped me with my devotional time and walking with the Lord and reading my Bible and all that. And I just want to share it with you. You this This article was written in 2007. And it was written by Brother Tim Tomlinson. And if you know anything about Crown College, you know he's the vice president of the college now. And this article he wrote was just a huge blessing to me. And I hope and pray it is to you guys as well. So I just want to share it with you all. And before I jump into that, I want to go ahead and just open up with a quick word of prayer. Because I believe this is very important. And something that we need to bathe in prayer. Uh, this topic of walking daily in the Word of God. So if you're listening, maybe you're somewhere quiet off on your own. And as I'm praying, I would challenge you to pray in your heart as well. So let's pray. Dear Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this opportunity to record this. Thank you for this opportunity for me just to meet with the audience, if you will, Father, uh, just speaking to their hearts and ask that you use this episode to challenge them in their Bible reading, challenge them in their devotional life, and help them grow and improve in this, Father. That they'll just apply these steps based off the Bible to help improve their time in the Bible, Father. Thank you again for this day and this opportunity, and in your son's name, amen. But as I said, this is written by Brother Tim Tomlinson, and I don't think he listens to this, but if you do, Brother Tomlinson, I just really know this is a blessing and it's a help to me. But as I said, the article that he wrote was called Walking Daily in the Word of God, 
And he gives several things. He gives seven points on how that we can be more effective in our Bible reading, more effective in our devotional life, and how we can, if you will, get more out of our Bible reading time. So I'll give you these seven steps. I'll give you the verses with them. And if, if you have a place you can write down, I would encourage you and challenge you to write down the steps, write down the scripture references, and begin to live this out and apply it to your life and just to do that kind of thing. But number one, in walking daily in the Word of God and getting more out of your devotional life, uh, number one is we must stop. Number one, we must stop. And the verse he has there is Psalm 46.10, which says, Be still and know that I am God. See, God wants us to be still. He wants us to stop what we're doing and focus on Him. See, the way this society is today, the way the culture is, we are geared to live a nonstop life. We're going 24-7. As soon as our alarm goes off in the morning, we're rushing to eat breakfast, rushing to hop in the car to go to school or go to work or wherever it is that we're going. And then we finish that. We go home. Usually that evening we'll have supper. Or if you're in high school or college, you might have sports or you might have work going on. And then you do that. You rush back, do some schoolwork, some homework, eat supper. You know, By the time you finish all that, it's time to go to bed. And then you repeat that same cycle. And you're just going, going, going. And you're always going and just no stopping. Well, the Bible says that if you want to get something out of the Word of God, you're going to have to stop. As I said, Psalm 46.10 is the reference there. It says, Be still and know that I am God. And before you open God's Word, stop all other activities and remove any distractions in your life. Get it all out of the way and give this time that you're going to read your Bible and let it be uninterrupted time of just you and God. It's just you and Him alone. You're having a meeting with Him and He's meeting with you. And you're here to receive something from the Word of God. And you are stopping everything going on and you're just focusing on the Lord. So stop all distractions. Do not rush into His presence, but enter reverently and lovingly. Enter in and just stop. Don't come in, you know, with your headphones blasting or listening to something or, you know, looking on your phone, scrolling through Instagram while you're trying to read your Bible. That's not effective that way. Put the distractions aside and just stop. Number two, so number one, in walking daily in the Word of God, walking daily in the Bible, trying to gain things from your devotions. Number one, step one, to be more effective in that is to stop. Number two to be more effective is to read. And we get that, 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 13 says, Give attendance to reading. Give attendance to reading. That's 1 Timothy 4, 13. Now, that's very obvious, very self-explanatory, but you'd be surprised how many people will get in the presence of the Lord and they don't read their Bible. They're like, you know, I'm going to have my devotional time. I'm going to, you know, have my quiet time with God, and they're just taking a nap there on the sidelines, not doing anything. Well, if you want to walk daily in the Word of God, you've got to read the Word of God. If you're going to get something from it, you have to read it. If you're not reading it, you're not going to get anything. And the Bible says in 1 Timothy that we are to give attendance to reading, meaning meaning we are to make reading a priority of our life. And if you look at the context of 1 Timothy 4, you'll find that it's referring to the Scriptures, referring to the Bible, not just any kind of book. So if we're going to get something from the Word of God, we've got to read the Word of God. Very simple. So number one is to stop. Number two is to read. Number three is to meditate. Number three, we are to meditate. And we get that from Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, which says, Thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Meaning it's something that's constant, not just a here and there, but day and night. That doesn't mean you're sitting there, you know, with your Bible, you know, with your legs crossed, humming in the air, you know, with your hands out, with the Bible lettered across you, and you're trying to meditate, and you're doing that all day, morning to evening. That's not what it's saying. What it means to meditate is to think on, to let it dwell in your heart, dwell in your mind, and you're thinking about it all day. You might not be sitting there with your legs crossed like we think of when we think of someone meditating, you know, or you might, you might not have the luxury of, you know, sitting there reading your Bible 24-7, but what you read in the morning or in the evening or whenever you do your Bible reading time, God wants you to meditate on it and be thinking on it. You know, if you read in the morning, uh, if you have your quiet time with the Lord in the morning, then He wants you to meditate on what you've read 
the rest of that day. After breakfast, uh, while you're at school or at work or at church or wherever it is you're going, God wants you to be meditating on it from morning to evening, to be thinking on it. And a question you can ask yourself in meditation basically is, what is God saying? Read the text, read what you're reading, and ask the Lord, say, God, what are you saying in this verse? What are you trying to say to me? And I believe if we asked ourselves that question every time we read the Bible, God would give us something. God would show us things that we didn't see before because when we're asking God, now we're actively thinking, what is the answer to this verse? What is, what is God trying to say to my life in this verse? Well, how is the Lord trying to speak to me in this chapter and in this book of the Bible? And we have to spend time meditating in God's Word, thinking on it, trying to find God's emphasis, trying to find key phrases in the verses, things that stick out, and ask yourself questions about that and try to meditate and think about it throughout the day. So number one, we're to stop. Number two, we're to read. Number Three, we are to meditate. Number four, we are to write. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2 says, Write the vision and make it plain upon tables. One thing that can help you in your devotional life is writing things down. Now, I'll be honest, this is the, the, out of this list, this is one of the biggest things I struggle with, is keeping track of my devotions, writing down things. That doesn't mean you have to keep a journal and write down, you know, paragraph after paragraph of, you know, what you got to do your devotions. But it could mean something simple. Just writing a phrase down, writing that statement, and just writing one thing, just writing maybe a verse, a scripture reference that the Lord spoke to you about. Or writing maybe even just a little phrase down that the Lord spoke to you about. And writing things down. And you'll find that if you write things down and put it in a journal in a notebook, and you keep that notebook, you can go back to that notebook from time to time, and you can review back and see how the Lord spoke to you over the years and over the months and over the days. And I'll be honest, this is something that I wrestle with, and I'm still working on myself, so I'm not perfect in this and by any means. And this is probably the biggest thing that I struggle with out of this list is writing things down. Because I heard it it said many times by Pastor Clarence Sexton, and he makes a statement all the time, and he says, a a short pencil is better than a long memory. And how true that is. Because if we write something down, we can remember it forever. We can remember that thing. As long as we keep that paper, we can remember it. Now, you may have a good memory. You may may be able to remember things for a month, even a year or two. But eventually, you're going to forget. Eventually, if you don't remind yourself, you will forget about it. But if you write it down, it can help you remember and help you to remind yourself daily of how God has spoken to you in the Bible. So moving on here, number five, we are to pray. In Luke chapter 18, verse 1 says, Men ought always to pray and not to faint. You know, when you're abiding in the Lord and in His Word, you are ready to meet Him in prayer. And how true that is, if we're, you know, spending time trying to be quiet in the Lord and stopping and reading and meditating and writing, the next natural thing in that process of events is to pray. After we have let the Lord speak to us through His Word, the natural thing is to speak in response to Him. It's to tell Him, thank you, Lord, for uh, thanking the Lord for how He worked in your life and the things He showed you in the Bible. Because here's the thing, the Bible is a living book. You know, we can all read, for instance, each one of us listening today could pull out Psalm 23 and we could read it. And God could speak to each and every one of us in different ways, given the different situations we're going through and the different circumstances we have. And we could all, you know, do the three, two, one countdown, and we all share what we got from that psalm. And each of us could be giving different things. Not that those things are incorrect, because they're not, but the Lord can use His Word to speak to us in many, many different ways. And it all happens when we spend time communing with Him after He speaks to us. It's natural. Speak to Him after He speaks to us. And ask the Lord to help you commit to those things that he's spoken to you about in his word. Ask the Lord to help you live out those things, those principles. Because many times you'll be reading a verse 
and you'll find something that the Lord is convicting you and pricking your heart about that you're struggling with and you're wrestling with. And you can ask the Lord to give you the strength to live out that decision. To You can ask the Lord to give you the grace to apply what the Lord wants you to apply from his word. And that all goes back to Luke 18 that says, Men ought always to pray and not to faint. Because if we're not praying, then we're going to faint in the day of adversity. Because the hard times are going to come no matter what. But if we're spending that time praying and asking the Lord to cement the things in our heart that we have read in his word, God can strengthen our Christian life. Uh, number six here, moving on the list very quickly. Number six, we are to obey. And that comes from Joshua 1.8 uh, later on in the, the verse the, towards the end of the, the one of the concluding phrases, rather. It says, observe to do according to all that is written therein. See, it's not enough. God wants us to stop. He wants us to read. He wants us to meditate. He wants us to write. He wants us to pray. But most of all, he wants us to obey. If we're not obeying all those things that we're learning in our Bible, we're wasting our time. See, the Lord wants us to obey. Because see, this book, the Bible, is basic instructions before leaving earth. I heard it, someone tell me that, and they said that, and I like the statement. Basic instructions before leaving earth. And see, the Bible is our instruction manual. If, you ever, if you've ever tried, you know, me growing up, one thing I loved to build with was Legos. And every time you bought a Lego set, you, would, you were given this instruction manual. And if you followed it step by step, what the manual said to do, and you obeyed those commands, then your Lego creation would come out just perfect, just right, just the way it needed to come out. But that is only if you obeyed. If you followed the instructions. You can try to build your own thing out without the instructions, or not even build at all, and you're not going to have the same masterpiece. You're not going to have that same creation. And it's the same thing for us. The Lord has so many things He wants us to each be doing in our Christian lives, and it all goes back to His Word and obeying it. See, if each of us, and I wrestle with this myself, I'm not perfect in it by any means, but if each of us began to just try to apply the things that the Lord is revealing to us through His Word, it would change our lives completely. The sins that we wrestle with, we wouldn't be wrestling with anymore. The lack of ap the apathy in our lives would go away. The different struggles we have in our lives would go away. And we'd be a much stronger Christian if we obeyed it. Because faith without works is dead. Many of us have, quote-unquote, faith in our life. We believe God. And, you know, we say we're a Christian and we say we have these things. But there's no works to tag along. I'm not saying works save us because they don't by any means. But that works is a fruit of our life. And if we're not obeying what the Word is telling us to do, then we're living in a disobedience of God. And then lastly here, moving on as quick as possible, uh, number seven is to share. See, God wants us all to stop. He wants us all to read, to meditate, to write, to pray, to obey. But lastly, he wants us to share with others. And this is where the rubber meets the road with us. You know, if we're truly doing our devotions, and I hope every single one of you guys have that are listening today have a quiet time that you set aside as this is when you're going to do your Bible reading and your prayer and all that. And I hope each and every one of you have that. Well, the Lord wants us to share how the Lord is speaking to us in our lives. The Lord wants us to share with others how he is speaking to us. That the Bible commands that, as we see in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2, it says, The same commit thou to faithful men who, who shall be able to teach others also. I'll read it one more time. The same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. And that comes from 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. See, the Bible has commanded us to commit to faithful men the things that we have learned ourselves. We see that all throughout the Bible. We see that with Paul investing and sharing with Timothy and Titus and his other preachers that are younger than him what he has learned in ministry. And we see them living through his experiences. We see this through Elijah training Elisha and pouring his life and sharing with him what the Lord has taught him. 
And the same thing for each of us. I, uh, I would encourage and challenge you guys to give you a, a thing to commit on is to maybe find someone that you can go to and, and tell them about your devotions. Keep yourself accountable. Because here's the thing. If you're sharing people what you're learning with through your devotions, that's going to keep you accountable. That's going to keep you faithful in your Bible reading. That's going to keep you faithful in the Word. Because then they're going to be wondering each day, you know, what did you get in your Bible today? What did you get yesterday? What did you get the day before? Well, if you're not reading it, you can't answer that. But if you are, you can. And the Lord commands us to share others. And we are to be a living testimony of the power of the Word of God. So just want to share that with you. Hopefully it's an encouragement and it's a blessing is that we are commanded to stop, to read, to meditate, to write, to pray, to obey, and to share. And I believe of each of us listening today, each of us under the voice of this microphone and listening to this podcast right now, would take our, our walk with God more seriously, how different our Christian life would be if we took it seriously, if we lived out these principles that the Lord is teaching us, if we took time and stopped, if we read, if we meditated, if we wrote things down, if we prayed, if we obeyed, and if we shared. And I believe each and every one of you listening right now could have your entire Christian life revolutionized and changed, and your walk with God would never be the same if we applied these things. Now, one more thing before I close out this episode in a word of prayer. I just want to share something very briefly, and I'll take just a minute or two of your time, I promise. But many people that I talk to today, you know, they, they understand, they know they need to read the Bible, they know that they need to spend time in prayer. They know that there are things like that that they need to do. But many people today don't know where to start in their Bible reading. They'll start in Genesis, work their way to Exodus, then they get to Leviticus, and they tend to quit. They think, you know, well, these laws don't mean anything to me, you know, what am I going to get out of this? The Lord can't speak to me through this, and I'm just going to quit because it's, you know, all these laws, and it can be quote-unquote boring, if you will. And they quit, and it's and they never. Most people that try to read the Bible through don't because they do it in that kind of a way. Well, people ask all the time, you know, what are some good starter books of the Bible to read? So maybe you're listening today, and you purpose in your heart, you know what, I'm going to read my Bible through in a year. I'm going to read my Bible through, and that's a great commitment to make. And I hope each and every one of you listening today can finish out and live through that commitment. And I pray that God will give you the strength to carry out that commitment. But maybe you're a new believer, maybe you're listening and you're thinking, well, I want to start, but I don't know where to start. So I'm going to give you a list of six books. You can start with no particular order. I'm just giving six that are key, that are very simple books, easy to understand, and very simple and blunt and out front with their application. And just there's six here I'll share them with you very briefly. Number one is the book of Philippians, and a very short book, just a few chapters. Uh, Each chapter isn't very long at all. And the theme of that book is joy. And when reading that book of the Bible, you'll find that the Christian life is a life of joy, and it teaches us how to have joy in our life. Number two is the book of 1 John. Now, 1 John, there's a great thing, and it's one of my favorite books in all the Bible, and the key to that book is fellowship with the Father. That's the theme of it, fellowship with the Father. And when we read that book and you begin to apply and meditate on the things that the Lord has written there for us through the human penman of John, we'll find that the key emphasis of that book is how to have fellowship with God, how to you know, truly get all we can out of the Christian life through prayer and Bible reading and just having that fellowship with God. Number three is the book of Proverbs. It's the simple book, 31 chapters. You could read one chapter a day and it would cover a 31-day month. And the theme of it really is just daily wisdom and how to live our lives. And there's a lot of great truths out of that book, especially if you're a teenager. It's very applicable. It's applicable to every stage of life, but specifically if you're a teenager or a young adult, it's a great book to get grounded in, a great book to familiarize yourself with because there's many great nuggets and truths in that book that will help you in your day-to-day Christian life. Number four here is the book of Psalms. 
And that's because it deals with issues of the heart and things that go on in our heart, like bitterness and fear and anxiety and things like that that all of us wrestle with today. So number four is the Psalms. Number five, the book of John, the gospel according to John. And that book is the key because it's the life of Christ. It's a very simple book. Uh, the, the simple theme of it is just believe, believe, believe. And it's just a great book on the life of Christ and help you know more about him and who, our, who Jesus Christ is, what he came to this earth to do. And it's a great book to get started with, a, a great base-level book to grow in your faith with God. And then lastly, number six is the book of Acts, and it's about witnessing and going with the gospel. And we're all commanded to give the gospel. We're all commanded to witness. And this, Bible, this book of the Bible talks about that very topic and how we can do that effectively and how the Lord can use each and every one of us. So just very briefly, I'll run through this again. Uh, great starter books of the Bible to read is Philippians, 1 John, Proverbs, Psalms, the Gospel according to John, and the book of Acts. Thank you all for listening today, and I hope that each of you listening will take at least one thing that was said today in this episode and just apply it to your life and just try to grow in your walk with the Lord and in the Word. Let's pray. Dear Father, thank you for this day, for this opportunity for to uh, record this broadcast. Thank you for each and every listener that came on today for this uh, episode. I pray that you'll bless each and every one of them and give them a good day and help them to take the truths that were shared here from your word and just apply them in their life, Father, and give them the grace and the strength to apply them. And in your son's name, amen.